Welcome to a brand new episode of Pitch Guys. In this episode, we are going to discuss friendships, how to make them, how to keep them, and how to break them if you have to. Now, maybe go out and find your kids some friends of their own so that they're distracted while you are listening to this episode, which is definitely not appropriate for all ages. Let's get started. All right, guys, it is great to be back with you for another episode. This is going to be an exciting one. We're going to be talking all about friendship. How are you guys doing, Trevor, Derek? How's it going? Just right. excited to be back here again. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a little while, you know. Still, uh, currently, you know, in the in the semi lockdown situation. So I'm just excited to see some other faces. Yeah, I got nothing going on, so this is my highlight. Exactly. Well, it's great to be with you guys. Now, you guys know. You remember a couple of weeks ago? We're not really with you, right? But. This yeah. is as good as it gets right now, right? Yeah, that's as good as it gets. <laughs> but anyways, a few weeks ago, we sat down during lockdown and we watched Top Gun and had yes. everybody yeah. follow along. Well, that was a success. We It was I a pretty good... That. People loved it, except there's one person who was not a huge fan. Uh-oh. And yeah. uh, he happens to be a friend of all of ours. We referenced him in the podcast and he was texting all of us, and he was too lazy to text us individually, so he was just copying and pasting everything to three different text feeds. His name is Brent. We referenced him in the Top Gun uh, episode, and we have brought him on board tonight as our special guest. So welcome, Brent. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Hi, Brent. Good to see you. Driving. Now, Brent, you are an actual mutual friend of all three of us. That's correct, yes. But, you know, I don't want to make these guys feel bad. I think that you and I have known each other longer, probably. I think it would be close to 17, 16 years. Yeah, 17, We've been so-called 16 years. friends. But, wow. Yeah, not the same for Derek or Trevor. They're probably no. less than 10. to be fair al you are much older so there's that 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 is true i like to think i know brent better yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say that forever (laughs) i already said it who would you Uh say is your favorite pitch guy of the three of us (laughs) my favorite (laughs) does have that silky voice that just soothes the soul there you go that's true. It's that CBC sexy voice for sure. Yeah, it makes it stand up on the back of your neck. So you like his <laughs> voice, but um, my beverage out all over the place. Okay, well, we're well, also uh, we are also neighbors. We're not just friends. That is true. We are neighbors. That is yeah? true. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fine. Proximity, close proximity. Proximity makes us yeah closer friends than you two yeah well you live out in the country and we're friends because you're storing my boat currently (laughs) (laughs) that you haven't paid me for or offered any kind of uh reciprocity yeah it's uh, it's coming okay (laughs) and our friendship isn't based on any kind of exchange so it's just the purest friendship (laughs) (laughs) you like me for me so, but anyways, this we were inspired to do this episode on friendship because of you, Brent, and because of what a fantastic friend you are to all of us. Um, Why are you but, laughing when you say this? But yeah. uh, you, uh, you really had some problems with our whole Top Gun episode. So well, I'm just wondering if you could hash those out for us. It started at the very beginning being called out on the episode. I've been a loyal listener for uh, since day one, since episode yeah, one. That's true. And uh, I did listen to the Dirty Dancing while not watching the the movie. I will admit oh, to that. What a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then just the, the factual inaccuracies of your Top Gun was just appalling to me. So is there, any, is there any that you want to address here? I actually had to turn it off halfway because oh, I was just geez. so angry. Oh. I was so angered <laughs> for your lack of information. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were brand new to the movie, Brent. <laughs> I wasn't. I'd seen it, but you know, it had been twenty years. So, so uh, what were some of the inaccuracies then that you're referring to? 
Uh, you reference Russians. There is no. never once was it actually a Russians. It's never identified who was actually fight, uh, flying the jets. The MiG. It's MiG jets, but it's never said well, Russians. Who the hell do you think it was? It could be mission. anyone allied with Russia during the Cold War. That's the uh, the ongoing theory. Uh, that's a pretty probably Luxembourg. That's what <laughs> I would go with. <laughs> <laughs> always start trouble. Yeah. The South Island of New Zealand, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're flying over the Indian Ocean, so that can't be Russia. Okay, they fly wherever they want. Now you also said something about it not being a training mission. We'd referred to it as a training mission that they were on. Yes. First one, they're not training at all. They're not in Top Gun school yet, and you refer to it as training mission. Well, how is it that you get to go out and fly jets without going through training first? They've done their training. They're pilots on the aircraft carrier. They're already there. They well, are why pilots. Why are they doing training. more training then? Because if they're going backwards. Gun- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're going to give you guys the jets. We're going to get let you get out there. You're going to do your thing, you know, just feel what it's like, and then we're going to train you. The top gun school. The top gun school is the best of the best. They've already been trained. Okay. This is the best of the best. So they're getting like, they're getting like, uh, scouted out for the school. Absolutely. Well, I don't think Goose was the best of the best. (laughs) I mean, if he was the best of the best, he wouldn't have, spoiler warning, have uh, been ejected and hit the top of his, like, you know, that was of, not his fault though, because it was Iceman who wouldn't get, uh, wouldn't. They got caught in his jet stream and it wouldn't leave. So then, when they went into the jet stream and they got, then they uh, start spiraling. I don't even remember that happening. But I can that see how, how it'd be easy to get caught in Iceman's jet stream because he is cool. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Hmm. So well, your complaints don't seem very valid. <laughs> yeah, and it's also not cool that you copied no. and pasted your texts. I, like, I mean, <laughs> you did it to all three of us, and then we started talking separately and sharing yeah. screenshots and realized that you're just lazily copying and pasting your text. You're not yeah. having individual you know, conversations. You have, you, everybody has different... Uh, like iPhone and Google, Android. So we make true. a group, you send it out, it just fires it out, but it doesn't take that conversation. That is true. Yeah. And so you may not realize not lazily, Sorry? You may not realize how much all caps hurts a person either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we appreciate the criticism. And yep. uh, it seems like you're pretty upset that we called you out by name, but. Uh, here yep. you are with us, so we're hoping to make amends because this is what friends do. Like we can all get together and have a dialogue like this, and we yes. don't really we don't respect Brent's concerns, but we listen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's important in a friendship. <laughs> Communication. Oh, and it's the, just, the amount that we talk about you behind your back, it's just No, you don't talk it's not behind my back. <laughs> yeah. On almost every podcast. Somehow I am mentioned. Just that was the first time my name was mentioned. You're just obsessively <laughs> listening for any mention of your name. And if you hear it, oh, they mentioned me. Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so we have established that uh, Brent is a mutual friend, that he has some issues with us. But yeah. uh, I think it's time that we tackle this whole topic of friendship and um and all that entails so where should we start with this we can talk about uh friends we have on a very personal and specific level and really dirt them into the ground you want to dirt (laughs) other friends into the ground no that might not be the best approach oh no (laughs) probably not do you guys have other friends besides brent no Oh, uh, one or <laughs> one or two. I Does hope I have more than just Brent. But if I had just Brent, that would be just enough. Yeah, you would, <laughs> you would still feel fulfilled. Yeah. And yeah. if All you right. check out pitchguyspodcast dot com, you'll be able to buy the Brent T shirts pretty soon <laughs> with just his image on them. 
It looks and a little like, like Will Baby you be Yoda. My friend? <laughs> Will you be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> Screaming yeah. at Top Run. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, making friends. How do you right. make friends? What are your experiences? with that um, so how do you make a friend guys well it's funny i was uh, like talking to this talking about this with uh, my wife that uh, is funny not mm-hmm. that not that far away ago and uh you know as a grown-up you know like trying to like where where do you make your friends like with your work people basically or like you know your 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 side gigs i guess but often you know you get like in a track where like the same people that you hang out with are the same people that you work with so like it's uh, i find it's like not as often especially if like you move it to a different place where you don't have friends that you had growing up where you know you might uh all your friends might be connected to your workplace not that that's a bad thing it's just a thing yeah I always find that line where the awkward friend stage when you have to like ask that friend at work to be your friend outside. You got to do something outside of work. Like, like let's go to movies. Like it's weird as an adult to have to like ask a friend out. Oh, and the Mm -hmm. fear of rejection. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. (laughs) Starts out making a few jokes in like the staff room with a coworker. And then like you have to build up to, Hey, do you want to go and buy perennials with me? Yeah. Oh, the greenhouse. Definitely a first, first outing. Bunch of dude stuff. Sometimes those friendships can take a while to ruminate. Like, like a week. for example, I knew both Trevor and Derek for quite a few years before we really developed a f- like friendships. But it took like mm-hmm. experiences like uh, Derek and me being in a play together to really like foster that yes. friendship. To make it bloom. Right. I felt for me that I became friends with you the moment I was aware of you. Me? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm more tentative. That you, you say you knew of me for years before your we friends. So you must not even have been on my radar until you were. Well, yeah, the beard attracted me, I will admit. Yeah. But you didn't you didn't have it for the first few years that I knew you, and so that's why it took a while. Yeah. It yeah. defines my jawline, so it makes me a somebody. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a jawline about it. Mm. Barely have a chin under it. Do you guys have a friend that goes back like to childhood? Like, a, Do you have a best friend? I have a best friend. I uh, met him on the first day of kindergarten, and we have been steadfast since then. So I've heard that it's not that common. Do you guys have mm. a best friend, somebody that goes way back? No. <laughs> no? Every five I, years, I get new friends. <laughs> oh, wow. You're going to get snake off pretty soon. Well, we've known each other 17 years, so what you're saying We're is you dropped five me. of those. Yeah. You've been on again, off again. <laughs> yeah. You just haven't known about it. <laughs> uh, I definitely have like some close friends that I like grew up with, and uh, you know we're still still friends at this point so close friends not best friend well i mean they were like best man at my wedding you know like they're like well you got to have a best man i mean yeah (laughs) that doesn't mean they're your best friend (laughs) (laughs) i don't like the term best friend you know it's uh it it, it's like uh you can only have one like you you know you can have like uh, i think a, a bunch of really good friends that go back in a lot of day i don't think you need to like you know, be like a 12 year old girl that says like, you know, you're my only best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Does it, does it hurt you guys that I say I have a best friend and it's none of you? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I feel like I've been let off the hook a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't pressure to be someone's best friend. Yeah. I don't want that pressure. That's right. No. I think that's why we have that fallback saying a boy's best friend is his mother. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's not my that. fallback. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I thought it was dog, but I mean, whatever, whatever you want to well, roll with. That's man's best friend. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Oh. Yeah, a definitely boy as a kid. Friend. Yeah, definitely as a kid, it's a lot easier to define your best friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. but as an adult, yeah, but yeah, yeah, are, when you're kid. When your kids, it's super easy. There aren't too many people then that maintain that like childhood friendship into adulthood. 
right? It's not common. <laughs> it's hell. Some deep seated psychological issues, or uh, no, I don't know. I think it's pretty normal. <laughs> uh, I guess. I mean, I think some of my closest friends are like you know guys I grew up with. My wife's uh, closest friends are like uh, kids, like kids that she like grew up with on the street that like lived down the road from her when she was born. <laughs> so, so, just to clarify here, your wife grew up on the street. And she's managed to maintain some of those yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly what I said. That is exactly how to interpret what I meant. It's called syntax. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it is, is when you get older, you can no longer be friends with the people for the same reason you are friends with them when you were kids. In most cases. Mm-hmm. It's the things that attracted you to that person as a, like a three-year-old don't quite cut it now as a 30 plus year old mm. you know like oh you can eat a whole shit ton of worms that's cool <laughs> yeah. be friends you know and then it's hard to still tell people you're friends at 40 with that person yeah and they're still Especially doing the worm thing. worms yeah. i've yeah. transitioned to cheese yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah. that's allowed that's me to maintain opening. my friendship with my best friend Oh, man. Balderson aged cheddar. (laughs) I really like it. (laughs) Derek, you were telling me something, or maybe you're telling all of us. I don't know. We're maybe closer friends than you and Al, but you were telling me for sure (laughs) that something you found interesting about watching your son make friends or interact with other kids is that they just run up and start talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I imagining that, or is that a yeah. thing? No, like watching my my kid try to make friends is always interesting. Whether it's like a, a bunch of five year olds and they're constantly like, uh, "Watch me do this," and then they try to do it, and then they try to like one up each other, and it's like I can r- yeah. watch how fast I can run, and then the, they all try to run that fast, or like I bet you I can eat more watermelon than you, or I don't know, like whatever is like everything is a competition with a five year old boy, and uh, yeah. you know we make friends by competing with them. And I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's like, you know, looking for friends who are like a little bit, you know, if he can always beat them, if that's what he's looking for, or if he's looking for a friend that's going to challenge him, I don't really know. But we've had a few conversations of like, you know, if that's the only opener you have is challenge, then maybe you need to like try a different way. Yeah. Do you think that's an effective way as an adult to make friends? Just run up to a stranger and say, how fast can you run? <laughs> I, think we, oh. I, think, I think we should try that more often. Okay. I have a pitch. For yeah, this, go ahead, Al. The, well, it's Brent's pitch, actually. Brent it did the first pitch, pitch yeah. for this episode, but <laughs> the pitch is, yeah, that we do. That's exactly what you do. This is a whole yeah. new method for adults of making friends. You run right. up, where you run up to them and say, "I'm really good at drinking shots," and then you run away, <laughs> and then they have to run after you, right? <laughs> I could jump a meter from a standing position. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you tell them that your dad can beat the shit out of their dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all my dad's seventy one. I don't know. <laughs> their shoes look really fast. You know, something like that. All right. So all so you pitch fans, pitch. you have a challenge this week. Your challenge is to make a new friend <laughs> by running up to them and telling them something amazing that you can do. And, and if you're listening to this in real shit, time, yeah, it's extra oh, hard because you have to stay like six feet away from them. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. I forgot about yeah. that. Okay, we'll yeah, do it no, online. That's okay. Yeah. So there's no introduction. There's Randomly no Zoom somebody. You just run up and start bragging. Inevitably, of course, you will become friends with that person. Yeah. Totally. So wherever you go with your friend, you have to run. Like if you're going to the store, you got to run there. Or if you're going to go downstairs and play video games together, you got to run there. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it seems play. like an effective strategy because kids make friends so much quicker than adults. 100%. You know what was one of the easiest things uh, about being a kid to make a friend? What's that? If you had a nice power wheel or big wheels. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what you're wheel. talking about. Big wheel was like the bike that you just, it looked like a chopper when you rode it and mm-hmm. had the yeah. big front wheel and the two little back wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you had a cool big wheel, that was a conversation starter as a kid. But not as an adult. Hmm. Yeah. And if you had a power wheel, like if you had the two-person power wheel army jeep that a friend could sit in beside you, then it was even cooler. See, I was the opposite. I would look at that and be like, 
Look at that. That kid's an asshole. I don't want to have any. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we would not have been friends at that point. <laughs> we just caused like, I'd be like, can I get a power wheel? No, you can't no. get a power wheel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a Mr. T big wheel and it had his face on the big wheel and it just spun around and said, I pity the fool. And it had tassels. <laughs> so I like the combination of Mr. T and tassels. <laughs> I forget what the T is. What's, what's the very, kind of different methods. <laughs> oh, like God. It. I like it. Mr. T, yeah, no, I was just going to say the same thing. Like, you <laughs> lost me at tassels, definitely. <laughs> I bet it if he doesn't have babies. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just switch our topic to Big Wheels and Mr. T now? Instead of friendship? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, like, the kid who tried to make friends with everybody by just giving them all his stuff? Oh, yeah. There's yeah. that kid who just like he's the super generous kid. Yeah. He's like, hey, you want this one shoe I'm wearing? Here you go. Here's my mom's jewelry. I remember having some annoying friends as kids that would come over to my house and then they would look at everything in my house <laughs> and pick up everything in my room and investigate it. And I hated that. Mm. Those are firefighters. Oh <laughs> yeah, they were my mom's No, they were doing an <laughs> they were doing an inspection. That's a yearly thing. <laughs> they're checking out my smoke detectors those are the families <laughs> no wonder those friendships didn't last they were very fleeting and then when you get older you think it would get more sophisticated the way you make friends but like mm -hmm. high school college university it, it's not like you, you form these bonds of people for the dumbest reasons yeah, but university is kind of like a crapshoot. Like you walk into that room oh, yeah. and you're like, okay, I'm going to be here for the next four months. And you're kind of scanning on that first you day. If you don't know anybody. Single room? Well, like I'm saying, like you get into a class or like if you get oh. into a college, you know, yeah. maybe you're going to be with these same people for a while. And like you're looking around like, okay, I, I got to try to make some choices about where I'm going to sit. And, you know, you might get partnered with them. And then like, should you make a bad choice? Then you're like, you got to get out of that later on. People are yeah. going to associate you as like being the guy who always sits with Trevor. And then, yeah. you know, that's either going to be beneficial they or non-beneficial. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of stress in that, that first day seat choice. Hmm. I find that all it takes to form like a solid five-year to six-year friendship in college university is somebody attracts your attention by doing a beer bong or a keg stand. You give them a nickname without trying very hard. <laughs> yeah. And then you find yourself a groomsman at their wedding. <laughs> yeah like me and farter go way back like eight years i think that's just you trevor because you oh. make friends very easily that's true. you're a very social being so uh it's easy for me to make them it's hard for me to hold on to them but yeah, that make hard to keep hmm. i feel like some of you are slipping away during this like podcast right now <laughs> yeah well uh, yeah there's been some cons there's been some uh some issues Life? that we need to resolve, oh. definitely. Yeah, I'm still mad about that whole BC trip, but I'm I'm getting over it, so it's okay. Derek, we didn't invite you to the BC trip because it was very spontaneous, yeah. and we wanted it to be a fun trip. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not spontaneous. I, I promise okay. you too that we won't do it this year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we won't go on a COVID trip without you. All right. Yeah. Deals. We're all quarantined together. While in university, did you guys ever make that friend? And then like a week later, like I have made a poor choice mm. and automatically you're like, I got to drop this guy as a friend. Cause and then you got to drop classes that you're in with them. You know, that didn't happen you to, to me. He had drop classes in university. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen to me in university. It happened to me a few years later when I went off to South Korea and I met some of the most batshit crazy Americans and Canadians <laughs> that I have ever like encountered in my life. And they are, were absolutely insane. And you realized, like, you might be friends with them for a few days, and you realized, this is too dangerous. I cannot, yeah. I cannot <laughs> maintain a friendship with this person. Yeah. Yeah. I still, for the most part, like the friends that I had in university and think fondly of it, but... I think like Derek was talking about, it's a very situational friendship and then everybody just parts ways as soon as it's done and you say, oh yeah, we'll keep hanging out and then a week later you don't know them. Hmm. You know, or like, oh, we'll visit 
but you don't. I think there's some things to do with like what you, uh, what you go through with a friend, uh, that kind of connects that too. You know, I have, uh, friends that like, I, I worked in, in Disney for a year and I'll bring up those- the Disney thing again. Oh, yeah. I worked <laughs> in Disney. <laughs> don't throw cool jobs in other friends' faces. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. But, but like oh, during oh, that, you're school friends of Goofy again. It was like, uh, that's like 18 <laughs> years ago now, almost. But like during that time, uh, like I'm still like friends with a bunch of those people, just because you know we worked together all the time. We went through some like big challenges. We did lots of stuff. Uh, or I think that connects with your childhood friend kind of thing that, you know, you would endure a lot of different things. You'd be with that person through a lot of the transformational times in your life or those people. And so that you would like bond with them more than you might with just, you know, someone you sit in a, in a lunchroom with regularly. Yeah. Experience could be a big part of it. Like, uh, I think veterans maybe are pretty close friends if they both (laughs) do something like that. Yeah. I mean, we don't have really that nowadays, like, Oh, we survived Star Wars Episode One together, so we. <laughs> Brent and I survived several Star Wars movies, uh, the original yeah. trilogy, you know, the new trilogy movies together, and the trauma we did brought yeah. you together. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And you know, I mean, that is maintained my friendship with Brent. I was, I just happened to turn on Disney Plus the other day, and I was watching Revenge of the Sith, and I instantly thought of Brent because I know that. Brent and I went to the midnight showing of that movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, shut up for a minute. Was it cool? I don't know if that was the right term. Shut up for a minute. I got a pitch. Okay. And just, I I also want to point out that friends shouldn't tell other friends to shut up. Yeah, you're right. That was pretty pretty (laughs) rude. rude. Anyway, shut up. My five-year-old knows Um, that. Yeah, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Um, (laughs) What if... You purposely try to put somebody through a traumatic situation with you to uh, strengthen the bond of your friendship. Like, okay. could you engineer a situation, like have another acquaintance pretend to mug them yeah. while you're mm-hmm. together? Or, it sounds like a wonderful business opportunity. You know, go on a road trip, and then at some point, when they're using, like, I don't know, a porta potty, you just push the porta potty over. Right. When and you rescue them. Yeah. No, you don't rescue. You wouldn't them. have to do it. You have you to hire somebody to do it. Why? You're not you hire a company. Nope. No. Well, if you're the one who pushes the party over, you're just good. an asshole. Or I like the idea. The mugging idea was good. And what happens is you're yeah. dressed up as Batman, and you come yeah. in and you kick the <laughs> the fake criminal's ass, and then yeah. you unmask yourself and showing that you're Batman, and they're like, "Holy oh. shit!" And then you say, "Do you want to be friends?" Yeah. Right. If you were Batman <laughs> as a little kid, then you definitely would have made friends no problem yeah. too. But it would work as an adult. So I think if you can engineer a terrible ordeal and put somebody through it, you'll become better friends. I swear that like, I've heard something like this, like in England, that it was like a bachelor party kind of thing that like uh you could like hire someone just to like you know, kidnap you and like you'd go through that. So maybe that, you know. Mm-hmm. That, that friend bonding time of going through trauma. Now, you you would have the issue, I, though, of that looming, uh, you know, secret in your friendship. Yeah. Like, you ha- hang out with the person once. It goes pretty good. Make some more small talk at work the next week. You know, you're forming that bond. Next week, you steal their dog, right? <laughs> and then you're helping them, you're helping them <laughs> look for their dog. And then two two months, three months later, it shows up. And, you know, they're kind of They've been a wreck, but that your shoulder has been the thing they cry on. And you return the dog. You're the hero. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Okay. It's great. It's not a great idea, but it's an idea. I've got another pitch that just mm-hmm. made me think of another idea. Yeah. What's that? Physically bond using some kind of adhesive to uh. a person for a set number of days. And I think... I don't know if you need to get their consent first or not, but I think that being close together and inseparable would make you closer together and inseparable. True. Uh, it'd be like a, a buddy cop bond. movie where initially you hate each other, but then yeah. as you like endure each other for a while, you become to be. That would be a good buddy cop. So movie. your pitch is for a really strong glue. Yeah. 
Okay, well, uh, in you just use like handcuffs or something, you know, as well. It would probably the be more easier. time I spend with people, the less I like them. Usually, I'm uh, not so sure it's going to work. So this COVID thing is working really well for you. (laughs) (laughs) I think our friendship now that we've been apart has grown only so much stronger. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So anyways, yeah. Friendships kind of just start to wane at some point. I feel like I think with any kind of relationship, you got to keep the spark alive. Mm. You know? Yeah. So what are, I mean, we do all sorts of fun things and go on all sorts of crazy misadventures together all the time. So I think that does it for the three of us. Yeah. Um, and then Brent is just so naturally charming. <laughs> you get tired of him. But yeah. I mean, for other normal people out there, uh, what do they do? What's some ideas? What, how, how can a person keep a friendship fresh? Hmm. Fresh. Febreze. Yes. <laughs> you cannot have a stinky friend. <laughs> no. It barely works. Yeah. Hygiene. That's an important thing. So taking regular baths. <clears throat> I find that we became closer once I got my hot tub. Yes. Uh, literally. <laughs> like, literally closer. Uh, yeah. You're the kid with the power wheels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, having a cool thing that the other friend is envious of, that's going to keep it fresh. Yeah, like you have that really cool bookshelf in your house. Yeah. And I haven't been able to come over there yet because of nope. freaking COVID. But I but text you pictures of it sometimes. It's, it's what's keeping our friendship alive. Yeah, you're excited to come over and organize the books on that shelf. Because <laughs> of it. Yeah. I mean, uh, travel. Lots of people travel together. Yes. Me and Alan traveled together, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I remember that. That both brought your friendship closer and our oh, friendship yeah. further you know, apart. So. For Brent and me, one of the things that's kept our friendship alive is that he currently has his boat in, in my boat in his yeah. garage. <laughs> right. So He's got his yeah. boat in your boat in his garage. Yeah. In my garage. Yeah, yeah and that's oh, not a metaphor small. either. Yeah. No, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. I got another thing that I think really goes a long way in keeping friendships going, and I think that's having pets. And I think it's uh, your friends forming bonds with your pets, and then it's almost as if they want to come visit you because they miss seeing your pet. Well, that's true. I can no, tell I, I you know. that I'm allergic to cats, yeah. and I still like coming to see your cat, Summer yeah. Cat. I like yeah. him. He yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like, like Summer Cat. No, I feel like I could. I feel like I could never see Summer Cat again, and I would not be sad about it. But I feel like our friendship yeah. strong enough that, that I'm not using the pet as bait. You know, <laughs> I think you guys would come see me on your own accord. No, you've but been I using bacon as bait. Yeah, <laughs> food is another great way to keep a friendship alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. just Come random together. acts of baking. You know, finding a new hobby together. You yeah, know, exploring. Yeah. Doing a cooking class together. Well, you there guys you have a hobby together. You make mead. This is yeah. true. That's probably the only thing keeping you together. Yeah. yeah he uh, comes uh, over. Yeah. We don't look at each other or talk to each other. We just go through the motions at this point. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Brewing done, and then he leaves. Yeah. And I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. He's lucky I don't cut his brakes before he goes. <laughs> if you were making yeah. beer, I'd be so in, but mead... That's just too geeky no. for me. That's a me and Derek thing. Yeah. We're fair. brew buds. We're brew buds. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So say, you know, you, you've got some friends, the magic's alive. You're good with that. But like, you know, as an adult, how do you, how do you make those friends? How do you reach out to new people? I mean, we got one pitch of like random, uh, just like challenges, but is there, are there other ways, other pitches we have that we could uh, bring people together? Well, we also have the traumatic situation that you put right. in. Right. Do we have other like ideas in that? I think you go through a person's garbage to learn about them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got to build okay. an interest base, like some common ground. Hmm. Like, and hey, then maybe you, follow them around for a while and yeah, see you what just they're into. Like, little like, notes like, hey, I sure like 
Tide detergent, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Or I sure like eating seven to nine bananas per week. What do you think of that? <laughs> you know? I like to build a robot version of them and have yeah, them okay. in my house at all times. Do you right. collect their hair to add to the robot <laughs> as you find it at work? Any hair that I can get. I was just concerned because it sounds like that's a crime that Trevor was doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the following never... the stalking, I think it's called. Yeah, I think some people would label it that, but <laughs> what if it worked? Yeah. And then friends forgive friends. <laughs> right? I just don't think you have a strong basis of a, a strong foundation if you're starting off with a crime. I think that jokes help. Tell a joke. I think people don't tell jokes as often anymore because I think with you know the internet and smartphones and all the other distractions, we don't really have room in our heads for like more than one joke. Right. So just you know, work on your jokes. Get a joke book. Okay. Yeah. People love to laugh. This is or true. Or share great tragedies with them. Yeah. <laughs> this that's your opener. <laughs> that is terrible. Terrible thing that happened to me. Even if historical... you have to make them up, make up the worst shit ever, and you'll be connected to that person. <laughs> like the traumatic situation thing again. <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember the Titanic? My name's Al. <laughs> Sometimes I get really bad nosebleeds, and I'm not sure they're going to stop. My name is Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, to be uh, honest, that happens to Derek a lot. Yeah. yeah, a lot of nosebleeds. His <laughs> nose is gushing blood right now, and we've all been too good of friends to point it out. That's why he didn't get invited to BC. No, <laughs> didn't want to He's just gonna bleed right. all over your car. Yeah. Hey, should we take old hemorrhage with us? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want a guy oh, yeah. to walk off of a He's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how his nose is constantly bleeding. That's my favorite part about him. <laughs> it could be an entertaining SNL sketch guy, you know, like nosebleed yeah. or kids, kids in the hall sketch, like a nosebleed guy. Oh, the kids in the hall were really good friends. Yeah, <laughs> that that's what I based my ideal on friendship on when I was a little kid, a little Canadian kid growing up. The kids in the hall, <laughs> yeah, and the raccoons. The kids in the hall and the raccoons seem to have a solid friend base. That's uh, two very different Canadian shows that you picked there. They feel very much the same to me. I think I based a lot of my uh, beliefs on friendship on movies and TV now that I've just thought about it. Mm. Yeah. You know, Fox and the Hound, that seemed to have a pretty profound impact on me. Encino Man, that's a timeless friendship between two idiots and a caveman. Okay. What about yeah. the show Friends? Nope. Don't know of it. No. Never heard of it. No, no. It was, Seinfeld, a, though. it was a thing for a while. Milo and Otis proves that a cat and a dog can be friends. Mm. Mm-hmm. Land before time. <laughs> Toy Story, Woody and uh, Buzz. So, question for you: like, like, if you know any teenagers, or you know, That's a weird start to the or course. later, you know, like yeah. early twenty-year-olds, you yes. know, lots of their friends could potentially be. Uh, people I've never met in real life that that like exist online. They've connected with online. Oh, yeah. Do you guys? Would you say you have a lot of like close friends that are just online friends, or uh, or do they just you know? Do you prefer like real life friends? I feel like we're close friends and we're online right now. Well, we have no choice. Strange situation now. Uh, no, I don't think I have any online friends I've never actually met mm-hmm. in real life, or people that you knew and then. The whole Facebook friend thing gets out of hand. I've tried like paring yeah. mine down. You know, right. people yeah. that maybe you met and you knew for a month or so, but you have nothing no. to do with them anymore. The only yeah. thing you are is Facebook friends. I don't need to know what's going on in their lives. I've started cutting no. them out. Like, yeah. Aunts, would, uncles, grandparents. I had a rule that I had to keep it under 100, my friends. Oh, mm. oh wow. So I would prune the friends. That actually makes me feel very good knowing that I'm one of your Facebook friends. Are we Facebook friends, Brent? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got rid of Facebook, so we may still be friends. I have no idea. Oh, so that makes me feel like crap because I've been talking to you on Facebook and trying to interact with you for months. (laughs) That's why we uh, 
Oh. Our friendship's on the rocks. I think he's yeah. taking me out because I just searched for him, yeah. and he's not there. Well, what have what? you done lately? To I've deleted my account, though, so maybe it's... Okay. Oh. That's well, why I, I can't find it. you. Yeah. Yeah. Is your wife around? Maybe I'll friend her. Oh. <laughs> friends? Friends don't friends. Wives, friends. Or I don't know how to go. Friends, friends wives on friend book. <laughs> I found her. She's on yeah. there. She's on there. I just I added like the her. Idea. Let's see how long it takes for her to, to respond. <laughs> Seconds. Oh, Quality I'm in. Yep. <laughs> I don't think we're friends anymore, Alan. Oh, no. <laughs> Why, Derek, do you have friends that you've never met in real life? Uh, Well, I wouldn't say, like, uh, no. I mean, I, I have colleagues and stuff, people that I connect with on Twitter, like, through, yeah. like, work-related things. And also his second life friends. Yeah. Second life, yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Is it a generational thing where these uh, teenagers have friends online, but I don't... No one past 40 would have, you know, online friends per se. That are like exclusively people that I talk to online. Yeah. It's a generational thing. I think that's just a childhood thing where you are still at that point where you think you've got this strong bond with these people. But again, as you age, you're probably not going to be their virtual groomsman. <laughs> Put an avatar up at the wedding. Yeah. Well, we should start a company. Pitch number three. Yep. Virtual friend avatars. Walk me through it. For weddings. Okay. It projects your virtual friend that you've never met because you don't have any real friends. Oh. Yeah. Like maybe it's somebody you yeah. met on Xbox when you were playing Call of Duty. Yeah. Right. A, holo, right. a holo friend. Right. Yeah. And and like do they uh do they have input or do we just like look do we just go with the information we have and create what we think they would look like? Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, it seems yeah. really creepy not to allow them to have input or consent. But I guess it depends <laughs> are, <laughs> are the projected friends for is that a service provided to the person who needs the friends or a person who is the friend, you know? Like if if I want my friends to be at my wedding and they're all digital friends, I maybe I don't mutual. care what they actually look like. I think both could work. I think you could have a service for people that don't have any friends. That's true. Yeah. Hologram friends, rent a friend. Yeah. yeah. Like could you do a virtual, like, friend, like a, a hosting a virtual wedding just online? Mm. Well, so in then, the COVID situation, that's a possibility, right? Yeah. What was that movie years ago of Paul Rudd? Where he's trying to make a friend because his wedding's coming up, and he's he makes a friend with Jason Segel, and they both like Rush. Do you remember what the name of that movie was? I know the movie you're talking about, um, like dude. Or yes, Paul no, Rudd. Yes. Is it? I he's love you. Never man. had a girlfriend. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen that situation unfold in real life? Where you know maybe it happened to you guys, or you knew somebody who was having a wedding and they didn't have enough friends to shore up the number of bridesmaids their wife was going to have. Oh. Mm. <laughs> that could be a real thing that your rent-a-friend, your hologram friend thing is for. Where you need fill-ins to kind of even out your uh, your party. Yep. I was just in a wedding where there was nine bridesmaids, and oh I was one God. of the groomsmen. Are you kidding? That sounds like a... That's, that's absolutely insane. Nine? And I think I was nine of nine. Like oh I, my god! <laughs> some you got in. Some you woman. Just got the extra draw. That's, yeah. That sounds sexist. I don't know if women will be upset by that, but that's got to be a female decision. Nine. No. At nine bridesmaids. I was limited on how many groomsmen I could have at my wedding. I wasn't I in was, there. Yeah, because I was limited. Yeah. Would I have been yeah. there though? Yes. I wasn't even in the well. I wasn't around. I was up to like 16 or 17, and then I got <laughs> cut off. I had, to, I had to limit it to two. It was your brother, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I went with family. Yeah. 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 If you can't have like a whole 
bunch of something. It's better to just have a little bit of quality something. I heard that. Like if instead of eating like a whole buffet, just have like one or two things that are really, really tasty. It's that time again. It's that time for our shameless plug. I got no shame in talking about this fine product. I am excited for once in my life to plug something. <laughs> this is the first time because every time you've said you're excited about it. Well, I am, but every time feels so new to me. And mm-hmm. this product makes me feel so fresh. You know what I'm talking about, Derek? I introduced uh, this little baby to you the other day. Yep. You can't go back to. No, I can't look back. Before. No, never again. It's kind All of. Right. It's changed my life on a lot for the better. When you wake up in the morning and your mouth tastes like hot garbage. Yes. You got to rush for that toothpaste. You know, you turn over, you try to talk to your wife, you get a punch in the face because it's like a hot cannon aimed at her face. It's just filth. So then you got to rush to brush your teeth. But you know that your breath is going to immediately feel fresh, but it's an artificial freshness. You know, it's foreign. And then when you go to have that first glass of orange juice with your breakfast, it's going to be a terrible combination. So the good people at Dentadyne have actually figured out why not mimic your favorite food flavors as part of your hygiene routine. So you've got toothpaste that is bacon flavored. You've got, I like the old cheddar myself. That's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got shrimp cocktail. You've got uh, T-bone. Right. Turkey dressing, one of my favorites. Turkey dressing is a seasonal one they've been messing with, and it is a winner right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But you come out of that bathroom, and people are envious. They think you've just enjoyed a five-course meal of deliciousness. They've had, some, mean, actually, they've had some problems with people ingesting this stuff a little too purposely. Right. So it says right on the label, this is not meant to replace your food stuffs. This is not – it doesn't have a lot of nutritional content. Right. No. Just flavor. Yeah. But, I mean, people are using it as uh, like a pre-meal. Like, I'm going to go brush my teeth yeah. uh, before the meal. It's kind of like an appetizer. Appetizer. Yeah. And then an also, you know, as like a little, uh, like a aperitif after dinner or digestif after dinner, a little like brush with like their some of their dessert flavors. Oh, yeah. Um, you and know, actually, they have- coming this fall, Dentadyne <laughs> is toying with a dessert floss. Mm. That's amazing. You get like a cream cheese floss. It's got the delicious taste yeah. of cream cheese between your teeth. It's right. delightful. It's a perfect compliment if you're on the go and you can't prepare yourself a big, hearty breakfast. Then you just switch and have your toothpaste uh, that tastes like hash browns, and then you just go make yourself some eggs and bacon. You can skip right. making the hash browns That's true. because you've already got it in your mouth. It's a real time saver. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So check it out today, dentadine.com. Org, I think, right? Or is it dot yes, info? Load your brush up with flavor and enjoy your mornings. I think one of the hardest things about being uh, or making new friends as an adult is it's the same thing as we were talking about when you're a kid. Uh, little kids just run up and want to talk about themselves. I think you become a bit self-centered more as an adult. And mm-hmm. I, I even find myself, this is something friends shouldn't do. I find myself calling up somebody who I'm friends with and then asking them a question about them and then letting them talk for a while. But I only ask them that question so I could tell them something about me. You know, like, I don't hey, think it- how's your car doing? And it's just because I want to tell them I have a new <laughs> car. But then I actually let this poor sap go through the motions for like three minutes talking about their vehicle. And I just, I'm not listening. And I just want to say, hey, shut up for a minute. And then I want just break my news that I got a new car. So you're trying to look interested in them, but you're really self-centered. So I think uh, a lot of adult relationships have become more like sounding boards. And it's just Mm. people you try out your inner thoughts on and look for validation from. I think a lot of people have that conversation, like like they're listening to talk rather than listen to listen in conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think for I like I didn't actually get any of that, Derek. Could you say that again? I can't tell if you're like bullshitting me right now or if you're. Yeah, I got the joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Point. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. I think uh, when you're older and you're trying to make friends, you don't have the same energy you used to have where you're willing to try things and go out of your way. I think you just are so used to like, okay, here's when I eat and here's my streaming services and I could be your friend if I guess if it's pretty easy and I don't have to do anything. So I think when somebody wants to be my friend, I say, okay, well, what's the easiest thing we can do together that I don't have to spend any money at and won't take a lot of my time up? Mm-hmm. And that's why we have Facebook. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then also to maintain the friendship as an adult, what people do is they just text you random, like, you know, bit emojis, emojis, or, you know, funny gifts. And that keeps the connection going, even mm. if you haven't really gone out of your way to see that person for a few weeks. Right. Yeah. Because you're you know really into streaming a certain show or something and you don't want to see your friends. Mm hmm. I think like, uh, you know, Facebook's okay, but there's a lot of stuff to like sort through and it's, it, you know, you can, it's, I think it's a hard place to like make friends, but you know, really if there was some kind of like, I mean, there's lots of dating sites where you can, you know, like Tinderize things, you know, you can connect with people in the way that you want to connect, uh, you know, like you can use Tinder, you can find a few th- things about somebody that you're in, you friends know, you don't like through. I don't know how Tinder works. I'm not, I obviously Tinder's like, yeah, hookup web. Yeah. But listen, but listen, you know, Tinder, I find a couple things I can swipe. Yeah, I know. I need something like this for friends. I see Trevor's face. I see, oh, like, he, no. he's interested in art. He likes talking about himself. Yes, no. And I can just, like, swipe through. I know, like, it's awkward to go through that, like, whole starting thing of making oh, a yeah. I need a quick app that's, like, Tinder, but for friends. Like, obviously, yeah. you know, not for hookups, but just for, like, is this a person that you might want to connect with more? And then... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like a quick sorting. So I know, okay, you know, next time I see this dude, I know that I'm going to avoid, I'm going to avoid Alan at, yeah. Friender. Exactly. Friender. I love that. Yeah. Friender kind of sounds like grinder though. So that's that's, it's it's a thin line. We don't want to be crossing. No. Plenty of pals. Plenty plenty of pals. Mm. Plenty Plenty of pals. pals. Pop. P.O.P. Yeah. P.O.P. That's an awesome idea, Derek. Yeah. I think that that's the way it's going to need to go in the future if uh, adults are going to make any friends. Especially if we keep losing our social skills. They so need to make more uh, summer camps for adults so that you can go to summer camp as a 40-year-old and then just make friends over the summer at summer camp and then that lasts you for a while. They have that. That really exists. Really? Yeah, there are there are summer camps for adults. And then you go and play pranks on other people's bunks as adults and go over across the lake where the rich kids are and you'd <laughs> in a dancing competition and then you make memories together. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. When I was in university, I worked as a camp counselor. Uh-huh. So I wasn't a camper, but counselor. Yes. And what I found afterwards... Is what was your nickname as a counselor? I was... Uh, uh, no. Top I gun. ran the Iceman. Iceman. <laughs> no. Pickled. I ran the adventure outdoor and adventure. Okay. So I was like the adventure guy. All right. Uh, but what I found afterwards with these friends is that once we like left the camp, I went visiting them overseas that we had nothing to talk about. We weren't really friends. Oh. We mm. were situational only- friends at the camp. You can only talk about archery so much. You can only talk about archery. Yeah. Yeah. Without that shared experience, you're no longer friends. Well, I am super cool, and I'm excited to hear that there is an adult summer camp experience. That's great. Well, guys, I think no matter what you try to do, I think that we can all agree that making friends as like a late adult is a real crapshoot if you can do it at all. So I guess it's up to the individual if you even want to try at that point. Right. Uh, but it is hard, right? So... Let's flip this around now. What if you have a friend from the early days and you need to, uh, that friendship's run its course and you just need to, uh, you need to turf that thing. This person only calls you at this point if they need help moving or if they need like help holding something while they're building something. Mm-hmm. They need your truck. They need your truck. That's quite yeah. common. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this friendship has been done for a while how do you sever it what 
what the hell do you do? Well, you remember how earlier on in the episode we we talked about the idea of having you dress up as Batman. Oh yeah, that was way back at the beginning. Could we somehow bring that back in where you dress up as Batman, but yeah. you sabotage the friendship? How so? Uh, <laughs> you just show up in their house in the middle of the night and say this friendship is over. Yeah. Like a coke in your nightstand, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> swear to me I think that it's just um, the best thing you can do is just make the other person not want to be your friend anymore sabotage yourself you know start being obnoxious start just not taking care of yourself start asking them if they want to do something at about 3 in the morning you know make them break up with you I think is the thing to do well it leads me to a good idea of Having starting a company where you have a professional friend ender. Oh, you hire this ender. person, a friend ender. You knock on your door and just say, like, Brent no longer wants to be your friend and just leaves. Oh, clean, simple. Throat. That's it. That's cutthroat. it. Yeah. Cold blooded. Cold blooded. I like it. Then it's like uh, it's like when you're in like middle school and you think that you're dating someone and then her friend yeah. comes up and says, you're not dating Ashley anymore. And you're like, what? Yes. Well, I like that idea of having an intermediary just come in and uh, do the work for you because I'm a lazy person. So that's a good pitch, Brent. Yeah. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah. Yay. You'll be expecting uh, expect a knock on your door any day. You're now. not getting royalties <laughs> on this, just so you know. Just so it's legally out there, you're not getting royalties on your pitch. Yeah. I think wow. it's also a lot legally uh, safer than faking your own death to get out of a friendship. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Friends don't fake their own deaths. Even friends who don't want to be friends. I mean, bonus, I guess, of completely faking your own death is that, you know, there's no, like, taxes. There's no, yeah. you know, you can just, like, be free. And you can pick a new cool name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Derek, you remember when we went for brunch that one time last year and you started to cry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like that. I've never had to break up with a friend. If they're I've friends, they're friends. friends. I've had yeah. to break up with people. That's true. Yeah. You have. Brent, I'll tell you what one of my go-to lines is <laughs> for the small handful of times I've had to break up with a friend. And I think it's pretty good. Are you ready for it? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think that I can be a good friend to you right now at this point in our lives. Or a variation of it. I don't think I'm the friend you need right now. It's the classic, wow, it's that's not you, dip- it's me. That's yeah. diplomatic. Or, I think you're a good guy slash gal, but I don't think we would be a very good friends with the things we have going on in our lives right now. Or, I don't like your breath because you don't <laughs> use gourmet toothpaste. <laughs> All right, well, what do you guys think when you're older... Yeah. Are you going to actively pursue friendships when you're in your 70s or 80s or 90s? No. I got no? enough. You're going to maintain what you have but not pursue new ones. No, I don't need any more. It's too much. Yeah, you I don't think by the time you're like you're like that age you're like kind of culling down to like your close friends. Yeah. I think nature's culling down your friends. That's wow. true. That is true. <laughs> I think I'm going to be a lucky old senior because I think my mind's going to go and I'm going to just not know who anyone is and think everyone's my friend. There you go. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'll have just so few many years left and so much good TV to watch that I never got around to watching. <laughs> But there's no point anymore. Right? You're just going to become a hermit. Yeah, and I think people at that point in your life just start to blend together. And like, okay, you like sports, and you're kind of passive-aggressive. I've met three of you. Cool. Mm-hmm. You're into macrame. Big you're also, you also are like uh, in a stage in your life where you're telling it like it is more. You know, if I think yeah. about my grandparents, you know, and they got, uh, they got to a point where you know, they would not – they had no filter. They would just tell you off if yeah. – if that's what they thought. So people don't like to hear honest opinions about themselves. Mm. But they ex- <laughs> but they accept it from old people. Yeah. Like if you're in your 80s, you can like say it how it is and people won't judge you for it. I already can't get my newspaper delivered anymore. I think we did it, guys. Yeah, I think we've 
pretty much told everyone that it's easy to make friends as a kid. You got to work at holding on to them. If you're in your 30s or 40s, take stock if you even want to try at that point, but you got to really work at it. And then ultimately, um, you might just choose to hold on to a few good people in your golden years. Yeah. This is true. And I'd like to thank Brent, our mutual friend, for coming on board for this episode. My best friend, maybe. Helping. (laughs) I thought he was my best friend. Well. I'm everyone's best friend. (laughs) I think I just said I. Yeah. We did Skype him a great deal while we were in BC without Derek. That's true. It felt like he was on the trip with us. I felt like I was there. I was just going to say that. You know, having these guest stars is new to us for season two. And I think it's really paying off so far. Yep. Between Brent and Derek's brother, we've had a lineup, uh, an all star lineup so far. Which one do you like better, though? Oh, Derek's brother. Yeah. <laughs> and he was only on for like Kevin, 15. Kevin was way better. Jeez. If you want to be our friends, then you will tweet us at Pitch Guys. And please give us suggestions for, you know, how to make a friend. Or uh, if you're making your first friend ever, tell us uh, how that's going for you. And if you're listening to this podcast, that's probably the, the case. You know, and all of you, all of you, I like to think, are our friends. Don't ask us for money or anything, but you're our friends. Yeah. Don't ask me to move. I'm done moving people. If you have ideas on how to uh, make friends or get rid of friends, let us know. Tweet us out at Pitch Guys. Join us on Facebook at Pitch Guys Podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, if this has been helpful on you to making friends, share it with a loved one or run up to a random person on the street and say, listen to Pitch Guys Podcast and see what they do. 